When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to King of the Road. It's my first ever podcast. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this. I think it's going to be something that's really, really good and something I'm looking forward to doing weekly segments of. It's obvious, I'm sure you can guess this, but I'm going to introduce my first guest and it just makes complete sense for my first guest to be none other than my dear friend Charlie Skillen. Charlie, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, Raw? I'm good, I'm nervous, I'm excited, always, I'm I've apprehensive. I've always said you have a face for a podcast. Yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, face for radio, I've had that since I was born. Um, yes, thank you so much for coming on, Charlie, I really I'm do always, appreciate it. I'm always excited. Yeah, I think, I think it should be good. Now, look, this is... Uh, on this podcast, I'm really excited about covering things that aren't solely football. I think we can talk about yeah. a, a plethora of Ooh. topics that I think could be really interesting. Um, but obviously, football permeates a lot, almost every section of my life. So mm. it probably makes sense that we start, certainly start on a football setting. Um, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's not been a huge amount going on in the past couple of weeks. It's been an international break. It was a disappointing result against Manchester City, as we know, um, but we're playing by far the worst team in the Premier League on Saturday, and I think it's a really good opportunity to set things right. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. I'm looking forward to going to Palace. It should be a good one. Like Selhurst Park is a good ground. Isn't it's it? a proper football ground, isn't it? It's. I mean, you, we went there last season. You're all packed into that away end. If you're at the back, you can't see anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, do you know, I, I remember going the year before. We went the year before yeah. when it was a terrible season for us. But we went and it we was pouring with rain. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of the best days of the season for us, actually, yeah. sort of, certainly on the pitch. Yeah. And I can remember William scored. And it was like right in front of the away fans. It was soaking wet. You know, there's no cover there, really. I mean, there's a, there's a temporary shed sort of thing, but it yeah. really doesn't work. Um, everyone was drenched. William pinged one in and something happened. I mad, ended up on the floor. Yeah. I was like covered in mud. No, but things like that, they sound sort of grim when you describe them sitting in quite a nice studio. But <laughs> they're actually quite good fun, aren't they? Absolutely. Sort of like, moments. I would always, always rather go to Sellers Park than Hull Stadium or Swansea Stadium or Leicester Stadium. I mean, they're basically the same ground in different parts of the country. Yeah. So Sellers Park is, I mean, the facilities are terrible. Like, it's... You, you go through the concourse and it's like you're just one big mush of people trying to get to, your, to the, the bit where you're standing. But it's, it's a great ground and none of the four stands are the same. Um, no leg room, but it's, it's great. It's and our of, support is always very lively there. It's a very tribal support. It is. Well, it's, it's a Chelsea area, isn't it? Yes. I mean... I always think that's very funny. You know, people yeah. have the debate over who's the biggest club in South London and yeah. the answer is a North of the River club, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You th- you th- I mean, we, we've got mates from... From Croydon and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and things like that coming in um, to Palace, and that's kind of like their their closest game. Yes, um, 
so yeah, no, it's always, it's all, it's always a good day. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should, should be. It should be a win as well. Well, it should be a win. Uh, sort of barring a barring a disaster for me. Any team that are playing a team managed by Roy Hodgson should win. I mean, <laughs> I mean, down to any any sort of level. Yeah. Like, I you know, I would say that I would say. Did you, like, I don't know if you saw it, hashtag United, they played at Wembley the other right, day. It was yeah, a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, the Wembley Cup. Yeah, yeah so, you know, Spencer, Spencer Owens' team. It was an incredible event. They did it brilliantly. Um, I thought that my mate Saunders was excellent on cameras and I saw him on the pitch interviewing people. But I think hashtag United should beat Crystal Palace if Crystal Palace are managed by that dinosaur Roy Hodgson. <laughs> You're not should, a fan then? No, I'm not a fan. I'll tell you for why. He ruined... I went to the World Cup. I went to the World Cup in 2014... Hmm. And you know, I saved up for it. I was, you know, it was a few years ago now, three years ago. I saved up for it probably for for two years. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. It was the once in a lifetime trip. I was the right age to go and support my country mm. in a World Cup. England were practically out before my plane touched down. I didn't go to the first game. The first game was England playing Italy in Manaus, which was up in the jungle. Yeah. Oh God. In UK time, that game was at 11pm on a Saturday. Was it? And I, I met up with my mates at midday on the Saturday and can't remember anything yeah, about the game. Absolutely, right. So I didn't go to that one. So then I, I flew I flew directly to Sao Paulo to watch England versus uh, Uruguay. And, you know, there was talk. It was all about Luis Suarez. Yeah. Is he going to be fit? Yeah. He played. He gave... He gave uh, Gary Cahill and Phil Jagielka a ride of their life. They didn't <laughs> know as you'd expect. Yeah, they did not. Yeah, Lewis Suarez was having yeah. like he was he was just loving life. Yeah, and and, then, and he got a back pass from Gerard off his head, didn't he? That's right. And before we knew it, so sort of I'd say twenty four hours into my World Cup adventure, we were out. It was a new low for English football. England didn't need to bother playing the third game. We were out. Before we kicked yeah. a ball in the third game. Yeah, Costa Rica won it, nil nil. Costa well but we were out before that yeah. game. So yeah, loads yeah, of people, well, loads yeah. of people I was with didn't even go to that game because that game was played in a place called Bella Horizonte that I went to. And prior to the Uruguay game, I didn't have a ticket for the Costa Rica game. Prior to Uruguay, I was walking around a pub full of England fans asking, anyone got a ticket for the next game? It was like, no, 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 no. This isn't a joke. One of my mates went out there with a lot of tickets. I had about ten tickets in the end. <laughs> genuinely did. I genuinely had about ten tickets. For that game, because people were, you know, they were on a beach in Rio de Janeiro, yeah, ready right, to yeah. go to Belo Horizonte. Yeah, and when I'll, the game didn't mean anything, it's... I'm going to go and watch Nil Nil against exactly. Costa Rica. I went. Did and you know? it, actually, yeah. Costa Rica, I can remember it clear as day, right? It was the 24th of June, uh, 24th of June 2014, which is it, the reason I remember it so clearly, I think, is because it's my nan's birthday. <laughs> and I remember sort of celebrating for my nan, and I was with a lot of the Chelsea fellas that you'd know. And it was so good, because the game didn't mean anything. It was boiling, baking sunshine, and. It was great. But I will never, ever forgive Roy Hodgson for, at that moment, taking England to their lowest ebb. Yeah, I, it was, I mean, it was a joke that he wasn't sacked after that tournament. Well, I'll tell you what, it's it, a joke because not only did he then, he took us to our lowest ebb ever, he then broke his own record. It was like a PB for, for terrible performance. Mm-hmm. He then broke it by going to Iceland. But again, I was there. It was a Monday night in Nice uh, last year and Roy Hodgson was presiding over... A, a decent set of English players, and we drew Iceland. You know, we didn't finish top of our group, which was a mistake. We drew Iceland. We thought, okay, fair enough, we can do this. Well, Roy next. Hodgson, Roy Hodgson stepped <laughs> up. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, no, the, the last two tournaments have been the worst in my lifetime, in, in terms of England. Yeah, oh, mate, I think they're but, the worst in English history, aside from not qualifying. Yeah, it's the yeah, worst. And, uh, I mean, 
And there's been many managers who've been sacked the day after a tor- poor tournament performance. It was an absolute joke. He was allowed to stay on yeah. after the 2014 World yeah, Cup. Yeah, he was a clown, and I will never forgive him. And for that reason, I hope Palace go down. I like Palace. I like going there. I, I think, think I think you'll be satisfied come May. You think they're gone? Or c- come about March, actually. Yeah, Ruby, I feel sorry for Loftus-Cheek there. Deserves better. Yeah, I mean, in, in fairness, we, we've got a lot of Palace fans in the office, and in fairness, they say he's been by far the best player. Yeah. He's actually injured, isn't he, at the minute? Right, right, right. But... Um, it looks like Chelsea are going to play uh, Batshuayi up front and um, I'm not sure if Drinkwater's... Drinkwater might make his debut from the bench um, but I don't think Morata and Kante are going to play because... No, Kante's out, isn't he? They've been injured in the international break but I, th- I think Chelsea are very confident they'll have them against Roma. Oh, Kante Wednesday. as well? Yeah, believe so. OK, Just well, that would, that would yeah, that'd be very handy because it's his sort of game, that, isn't it? You know, it's where we, it's... it's it's those sorts of huge games, massive nights at the bridge, yeah. which is where you want N'Golo Kante really like controlling the pace of the game. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be gutted if Kante can't play that. That's kind of... Yeah. That's what he's for, isn't it? I mean, endless energy against an Italian side is, is exactly what you want. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, it's those sorts of nights at the bridge that we missed so much last year. Oh, yeah. It was those sorts of... like It was the, the passion that I feel on those occasions, which sort of led to me... Moving into this world, you know, sort of, yeah, the sort yeah, of fan yeah. channel world, the, the now doing something like this, it's basically a game like Roma at home in the Champions League comes around. You know, you get if you're lucky, you get three of them a season. And, yeah. you, you know, if, if you've done well the previous year, you're guaranteed three of them a season. It's not enough. I kind of want to no, talk about it all no, the time. No, 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 yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, look, how good was Madrid? I mean, yeah, going yeah. away, great city. Being in that away end when when Batshuayi poked it in from about half a yard, yeah, that's kind of that makes everything else worth it, doesn't it? Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, and, and like you say, people slag off Stamford Bridge's atmosphere, which I think at times is justified, no more so than any other Premier League ground I've been to, by the way. But on those big nights with the fans so close to the pitch and everyone up for it, the, the noise can be deafening. I mean, you, you think about the real great ones. You think Barcelona in 2005. You think Napoli. Napoli. I mean, Napoli was my best night at the bridge ever. Yeah, I Napoli. Think. I think I think when you think about the great nights, you know, do you know what? I'm I'm old enough here to remember the previous era of this. Mm. I, I was at the game against Bruges when uh, when we managed to overturn a deficit, yeah, and I, I was at the game against Real Zaragoza when it didn't quite go our way. Mm. And I was at the game against Vicenza, which we ended up Vicenza, yeah, was, winning. Yeah, I remember that one. So I can, I can sort of, yeah, you were, you were obviously you were a bit younger than me, but I can remember those games, it. and it was, it, uh, yeah, I'd like Stamford Bridge when it got it right, mm. which you know it does still happen, but it happens, it's not quite as often as it should. Well, be. success is more respected, isn't it? And these, these, not like you say last season, not having those nights is unacceptable to the club. Yeah. Whereas now. Yeah, although I don't think that that can justify fans. I don't know. I don't know what the quite word, right, the right word is here. Is it apathy? It, it, yeah, do Chelsea I, fans are Chelsea fans apathetic going into a home game against Stoke? If yes, so, that's absolutely. unacceptable. Absolutely, I've, I think they are. I think kickoff times has a lot to do with it. I mean, I've seen us play real top. Obviously, this season, I think real top opposition. If it's a Saturday midday kickoff, the atmosphere is not going to be great. I mean, yeah. I, when we beat Arsenal 6-0, right, you think about you think about well, us growing up beating Arsenal 6-0, that would probably be the best day of your life. Mm. On Arsenal Wenger's 1000th game as well, wasn't it? Was, it, it was yeah. hilarious. And, and afterwards, it was a great day. But I remember being in the ground and cheering the goals and that, but it wasn't rocking. But the game, the game started at midday. Yeah, I, 
I, I, my memory of that game is that it was rocking, but equally, I sit I, at the time at least, I sat in a part of the ground that, if anywhere's going to rock, it's there. Yeah, yeah. So maybe my memory of it is slightly clouded by the yeah, fact but, I was but, sat in a more privileged it, seat. But it wasn't rocking all four stands. No, no, no. Big, no, big but is it ever? I think, I think in terms of rocking all four stands, what are you looking at? You're looking at twice a year? Yeah, no, no, exactly. But being Arsenal 6 0 should be one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a problem. I think there's a problem with the atmosphere at Stamford Bridge. There's no doubt about that. But equally, but, it's, mean, a, it's a uniform problem across is, the Premier is, League. It, you know, it's, it's, I've seen a lot of fans and media single out Chelsea with this problem, which is absolute nonsense. I mean, I'm, I'll go to near enough every Premier League ground this season and have done for, for years. There's not a single one that I could say that every time it's loud. No, and I mean, also and, when and, we and, go there, we're Chelsea. Like, we're, we're often going there as one of their biggest games of the season. Yeah, so it should. So, so you're seeing it at, at its best, and and some of the quietest ones uh, are the biggest ones. Yeah, like Old Trafford, Anfield. If they're not playing well, is, yeah, is silent. I think the point. From... I think the point is though that those grounds, like Old Trafford, Anfield, I think when they get it right, oh, it's it, amazing. it explodes, and they'll always be my favourite grounds to go to. Yeah, it, oh, it like, really does explode. Whereas, like the Emirates on a brilliant night, is still. Yeah, average. I mean they, they've got that wrong, haven't they? And they've it's it's a big lesson for if if the if the new Chelsea Stadium happens mm. anytime soon. Yeah, like I I've got a memory of going of being in in uh, at Anfield, and I can remember Torres score. I think we lost a game two 0 In fact, I think Torres might have scored both goals. Yeah. It was freezing. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was in December. It's freezing. And I can remember Torres cut in right in front of our of the away end to cut in. He cold one, and I think he put him two 0 up. And the site that will live with me forever is the cop over the you know across the pitch. I can remember it bouncing yeah. to the. You remember that his arm band proved he was a yeah. We nick we nick that song, didn't yeah, we? Terribly, yeah. but anyway, like it was they had it was a brilliant song, very original from them, and yeah. it really suited the player at the time. Yeah. And I can remember looking across at the cop, and it was it it was bouncing to a man. It was bouncing. Yeah. I've that's never ever happened at the Emirates. No, and it never will. But it, it's it, it's the way they did it. I think the culture of Arsenal has changed from top to bottom, really, from from things that we talk about, like the fan support and the you know the makeup of the of the match going support. So, you know, the culture of the club. I mean, that used to be we used to be terrified going to Arsenal because he used to beat us all the time. Yeah, and and, and that's and that's true of a lot of clubs. And now, I mean, it, obviously, most sides go to the Emirates and, and don't get anything, but you're. But your kind of your middling teams think they can get a draw at the Emirates, and they often do. Yeah, I think I think that it's now got to the point where um, I think it's now got to the point where Arsenal are addressing it. I think mm. it's become it's become so obvious that there's a problem there. But I don't quite know how you rectify it now because it's gone so far, hasn't it? Mm. So well, I mean, a lot of it is is kind of the sort of people that go to the Emirates, and I've seen a lot of people slag off Arsenal fan TV, but. Obviously, we can't slag them off too much. No, no, absolutely not. Because we're part of a f- fan channel. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very and much. And I, I, I like some of Arsenal fan TV stuff a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's certainly a place, and I think a lot of what a lot of the work they do is is to be admired, and they certainly are trailblazers in certainly in in the, in the world in which we now operate. Yeah. They are they are the original. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're certainly fair play to them, and the, I think I think I've pretty much now met. Every one of those lads, that you know, the, the sort of faces yeah. from the from the. But they all believe in what they're doing. It's a great thing. Yeah, and they're all they're all they're all actually really nice blokes. And mm. and I think a lot of the grievances 
Yeah. We've just been discussing Arsenal's lack of atmosphere and the issues involved with Arsenal's lack mm. of atmosphere. From what I know of, let's say, that lad DT, yeah. he would be part of this conversation. Yeah, he would absolutely. agree with us. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. not, you know, it's, th- these things go slightly beyond uh, club boundaries. These, this is this is like a Premier League issue, and it's not good to anyone. It's not good. Any, it's not good to any football fan. The way that the Arsenal Stadium mm. is is so soulless. Mm. So yeah, I think a lot of those a lot of those lads would agree with us. But yeah, they certainly and and I play football. <laughs> I play football in this league on a Thursday night. And Arsenal fan TV have a team in there. Are they any good, mate? They are so good. <laughs> would you, if you were an Arsenal fan, would you get in their side? Absolutely not. They're really good. <laughs> They're so good. They've got this fella. They've got this fella right that plays in the middle. This is this is a mildly embarrassing story for me, right? But he's about my height. He's probably a bit, maybe a bit older than me. Yeah, mate, he's so good at football. He's so <laughs> good at everything he does. But like the the kind of. Uh, Standout thing for him is he wears a headband. He hasn't got long hair, but he mm. wears a headband, and he is just incredible. Do you know what he did to me? This is this was like like you know how I was talking about Roy Hodgson's new low. Mm. This fella who plays central midfield for Arsenal Fan TV, the, I'm trying to mark him, and you know, like mm. two minutes into the game, you just know, oh god, this guy's good because mm. he was all like futsal, you know, all that like on the top of the ball. Well, you've played against me, so you must know what that's like. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it happens to me. It's only happened to me a couple of times <laughs> in my life. It was the time I played against you, and the time I played against this guy. But he managed to do this skill on me, which is incredible, really, because the ball wasn't even in play. So I'm kind of like loitering around the centre circle, waiting for their keeper to take kickoff. I thought, get near this bloke because he's good. You know, mm. just, just Time like marking. basically, basically, get near him and hope that the keeper just doesn't pass it to him. Mm. Like, I don't want it to go to him because yeah. I think he can beat me. But if I'm there, hopefully the keeper will pick mm. a different option. So I'm really like looking at him, trying to follow his movements and that. All of a sudden, he does this like real quick shimmy and like looks up into the air. So I've kind of followed him and like running around head, like headless. He is the, the ball is still with the goalkeeper. He has dummied. He, he's lost you. He has dummied the goal kick being taken <laughs> and him chasing the ball, and I'm like running after him. Yeah, he's an incredible player. Yeah. In fact, we've got a, we've got a, the you know obviously it's like two you play each other twice. Yeah. So we're going to be playing them again, and I'm already dreading it. But you're, it's nice because on gonna, a Thursday you're night, pick up an injury or something. No, do you know what? I could never do that. I want to play against him because I'm playing against a geezer like that's exciting. Yeah. It's like like he's far too good for me, but it is mm. it is kind of games that you want to be playing in. But they have a lot of people down there, you know, all the main lads that you know mm. from the from the uh, from the channel. Yeah, they're all there. I think you know, Robbie Robbie's there as a manager, Claude's there as an assistant manager, I think. And to a man, they are gentlemen. I really yeah, do yeah, enjoy yeah. talking um, to yeah, them, yeah. and really do. So, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to that return no. fixture. In terms of your own fan channel, yeah. which obviously I'm a big part of. Yeah. Um, obviously, you made we made the move to the new channel, and a lot of, we pretty much. Every, on every video, I think how many videos have we done on the new channel? I say new, I don't know, it's probably, probably this time last year. Yeah, about two hundred videos. I'd say the new channel's been going since about our channel has been going since what January? Yeah, and I think every comment, on every video, there's at least a couple of comments going, "What happened to the old channel?" Yes, yeah, people are very people are very interested, and and I think the uh, the honest answer to that is quite a boring answer because mm. the, the truth is nothing. Like as far as I know, yeah. I haven't been on it for a while, but. I mean, on it looking, I haven't been on it for for nearly a year, but I haven't Probably viewed anyone it. Else has, yeah. I think Jack's done a few videos yeah. on there. From what I like, the last time I checked, which would be I don't know six months ago, Jack Jack Davis had done the odd video for them. Mm. Um, 
But no, I mean, the, the honest answer, and I think people really wanted there to be some sort of drama here. I know, and, and I mean, there was, to a degree, there was a, 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 an issue, there was, mm. a, you know, there was, there was a mild amount of, of drama, but it was not at sort of epic proportions, which is what seemed, people seem to think. There wasn't this, like, huge fallout where, where uh, we decided to, like, break away and form a splinter group. There was a mild argument that developed and ended with, Sophie, myself, and you splitting off and creating mm. our own our own channel, and you yeah. know it's not it's not representative of anything other than we wish them well. I hope the channel yeah, ca- no, carries on. But yeah, we started our own one when at the beginning of beginning of January. Yeah. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's been going... In fact, I think maybe the first game that we put a sort of vlog on was, was Sunderland, which was at the turn of the year. It was Sunderland. We bunked the train. It was Sunderland. It was Sunderland, <laughs> it was Sunderland away. Mate, you know what? I can remember that day so vividly. I went for a job interview... I went for a job interview that I ended up getting mm. on the Strand, and we bought train oh, tickets. Oh, you were so late! You were so late. Yeah, I was. I was at King's Cross, uh, and I had these tickets, and they were only valid on a certain service. Oh my god! And, and so yeah, we. Then, I, I went for a job. Oh, that's right. I went for a job interview on the Strand, and it was really awkward because the geezer that I was interviewing with, he then went to me. Now it, it would all finish up with him. I was in. Yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. good time to meet you for a Sunderland away night game, and the fellow went, oh. I'd love you to meet someone else. And yeah. I'm in a job interview. I'm sitting there in a shirt. Go, can you hang about and meet this person? How'd you say no to that in a no, job interview? Yeah, of course. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. course. Looking at my watch, thinking, mate. This geezer has got to turn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And anyway, we missed a train. So we just got on another one. The, like, we weren't which was a good on. one, which yeah, is a yeah, fast, yeah, was, fast train. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a proper train. It was about 600 quid. And the bloke didn't, yeah, the bloke didn't he care. He didn't care. Yeah. He didn't care. Yeah, we had such a. Well, what a day that was then. So I went, I got a job. Yeah. Went to Sunderland, bunked the train, and then beat Sunderland one 0 Fabregas scored. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just about to say it's mad. How I can remember that, and I, I, I wouldn't put my house on the score. But it was, you're right. It it's one 0 Fabregas. Courtois, I mean, amazing. William, William set him up. William, yeah. William lined one up to shoot, and I was like, hit it, and he didn't. And everyone went, you, yeah. went <laughs> mad at him. Yeah, and then. He just said it, put it on a plate, Fabregas yeah. knocked it in. And do you know what? That was the first time that, bearing in mind, obviously, the season started, nobody was particularly optimistic. We were hoping for Champions League qualification, whatever. That was the moment, I can remember it clear as day, Robbie Ryan. Yeah, yeah. He turned yeah, to yeah, me yeah. that day, up in the stadium of light, we, Courtois we saved together, it, stood at the back row, yeah. yeah. Courtois saved it, tipped it around the post, and Rob turned around and went, We're going to win the league. That is a season defining save. 
Yeah, I mean, Rob says that after. Yeah, he's a very confident. He's a very yeah, confident he's Chelsea an, fan. He's an optimistic. Man. But it stayed with me that one. Yeah, it stayed. It's, no, he turned Courtois tips around the post. He turned. He's like, we're going to win the league. Yeah, and he, and he said it. Season right. defining save. And, and he, he was. Right. And he was. Yeah, he was yeah. absolutely spot on. It, and that was the first video that we did. We it did. Was, a, yeah, it was, and that was that was best part of a year ago. That was. But it, it was. It was funny. You talk about drama. When I was on holiday in the summer, I uh, I was on a plane from Birmingham to Mallorca, and I'd just been on another holiday from Portugal. And I was like, I was hungover and I was sweating. I hadn't shaved and I just looked disgusting and just wanted to sit there and go. Much like now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we're not not filming today, are we? Um, And I plunked myself down next to these kids who are obviously going to to Magaluf. And the fella next to me is called George. He's he's a nice, nice fella. Obviously, I didn't know this at the time. He turns around to me and goes, oh, my God, you're Charlie Skinner from Backpage Blues. And I'm thinking... Oh no! God. Really? <laughs> you know, it was lovely. Yeah, we, yeah. we ended up having a lovely chat. But yeah. what the reason I bring him up is because he was really, really interested in what happened to the old channel and why we made a new channel. And he was convinced. Convinced there was some drama. Yeah, that you and Jack had like a massive fist fight, or no. like, or Jack you know, was at my wedding. Yeah, I have like, had a fist fight with Jack before. Yeah. Nearly, nearly in Madrid. He was <laughs> mass- massively hard work in Madrid. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, he lost quite a lot of his possessions. He lost everything. Yeah, yeah he lost everything. But no, his no, mind. He, he, he was he was convinced that we all had a big falling out. I, mean, I I actually saw a theory in one of the comments that you and Sophie used to be married and you got divorced, and that's why. And that's why we split. That's, up the why, tra- that's why we split out the channel. Yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, you know, I think I think that part of the reason. I mean, there's a, there was a lot of there was obviously a lot of reasons, and I'm sure that in the course of this podcast and series that follows. Assuming that someone listens, by the way, you do realise, yeah. Charlie, we could be just screaming in the dark here. Like we're <laughs> going to record this, we're going to put it online, it's going to go out. I'm going to tweet about it, and there is literally no guarantee that one person listens. Please listen. My mum has already said she'll listen, so that's one. Okay, one. I reckon we need to be a bit more optimistic. Than I'm going to say it seven. has to. <laughs> oh, mate, it could be. Well, well, we'll find out soon enough. But, yeah. but let's hope. Yeah, you know, let's hope that somebody listens and. I imagine ultimately, you know, as the series continues, we'll go more into the specifics of what, what happened and what didn't mm. happen. But part of the reason that we, the three of us, decided to start up our own one was because we love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Chelsea Football Club is a huge part of my life. Like, I'd say, aside from aside from family, it's the biggest component in my life. Like yeah, Chelsea, I, I, I care more about Chelsea than my family, certainly. But I think that Chelsea is part of every aspect of, of my life, like down to... Down to the music I listen to, down to mm. the clothes I wear, down to the words I use when I speak, down to mm. the everything that is influenced by Absolutely. my love yeah. of Chelsea Football Club. And owning something that yeah. is Chelsea related, you know, owning a, a fan channel, something that we can take take ownership of, we haven't we don't have to answer to anybody, we can say completely what we want to say, it's a wonderful thing. And yeah. I think I think in fact it's a point that you've made a lot, but a modern day fan channel is no different to a fanzine in nineteen eighty nine, is it? No, of course not. Of course not. It's it's appealing to a different demographic than a fanzine. I think it's a more inclusive way for for people who maybe don't get the chance to go to games, whether they're young kids whose family don't go or whether they're from different places around the world. I think it's a great way of, of having them having them see what it's like to be a Chelsea fan and, and like you say, it is about being a Chelsea fan all the time and, and it's about going to games and that's what I think makes our channel so good if I can be so arrogant is that we are bunking the train Sunderland away we're not kind of sitting there watching it on a stream and telling you what we think afterwards 
Yeah. It's 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 about it's about. I mean, we we game. go we go because I mean we we've got to be very fortunate. We've got to count ourselves very fortunate because we live in proximity to go. Yeah, and there are people yeah. who there are like thousands, probably probably into the hundreds of thousands yeah. of people who feel just like us. Subscribe, by the way, that'd be sweet. yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. If, but you know, people just like yeah. us, but they happen to be based in Adelaide. They yeah. can't go. Yeah, they can't go. So we're very fortunate that we can, but we do make the most of that opportunity. So yeah, we're in Madrid. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to Rome. We, yeah. you know, we're going to be at Palace. Going to Palace, yeah. Um, and I, th- and I, think, I suppose I think our Rome dream will probably be better than Palace. But, but do you know what the thing that makes the thing that is great is that we can take that story to people who can't make it. Exactly, and look, that, and that's what that's what the heart of the channel is and should be about. I think it shouldn't be, you know, it, you see some other channels, and, and it's not about going to the games. And it's not about the kind of culture of football, whereas. Like you say, it's about every aspect of your life. It's and the same is true of me. It's why some of my best friends are my well, best friends. Well, it's why we're friends. That's, that's what I meant. It's what, oh right, sorry, I didn't even get. I didn't even get that nuance. It's too nuanced for me. You have to be more explicit. I'm not. I'm not on your. I don't share your inter, uh, your intellectual platform. I need to. You need to just be more obvious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like I knew Jack Davis for for in in, in a different way to football. But I'd mm. say the fact that we're both Chelsea fans and the fact that we, you know, we went to the states together to follow Chelsea in a pre-season mm. tour in 2015, it definitely brings you together, doesn't it? Did he lose his passport and his keys? And no, his he lost his mind his, in yeah. New York. He's still there. Yeah. Yeah, he's never found it again. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, and I think I think that's where it stems from. You know, it's the fact that we can own this thing, talk to people like on a, on a pretty much a daily basis. I'm lucky enough to have a chat. With somebody who feels like me about Chelsea Football Club, but I would never meet in any other circumstance. I could, no, I exactly. could quite feasibly have a conversation in comments, arguing about the pros and cons of Charlie Masonda with mm. a guy, with a guy who's nineteen and lives in Lagos. That's mm. wicked that I can have that yeah, conversation, no, and I feel very lucky. And that's why owning a channel is so so good because it means that we can actually do that. Like, I have nobody telling me what we can and can't do, what we must cover, what we mustn't cover, who we can work with, who we can't work with. It's great to work in a studio again as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's made life a lot easier and it's made life a lot more professional, which is yeah. which is great. Yeah, I feel very lucky. Like, videos are looking great. Yeah, like joining joining Bull Street. They were kind enough to like. Teach me to edit. I don't know if, if anybody, what, if, if there's anybody listening, and what a job they've done. If there's anybody listening, this is no guarantee. But if there is, you and you happen to watch a YouTube channel, have you seen the magic going on with my mm. editing skills? It's like Steven Spielberg. It's outrageous, mate. It's outrageous. I I can put us anywhere if I wanted. I could film us and I could put us underwater. So yeah, mate. That's right. <laughs> that's what you're looking at. That's the kind of skills I possess. He's a man of many, many talents. That's that's absolutely true. So, um, yeah, I suppose he, this podcast is by extension, and or an extension to to that. It's just another way to communicate. It's another with way to listen to us talk. It's another way to listen to us <laughs> talk. But but what I feel about podcasting, you know, the podcasts that I listen to, you know, I love I love a series of them, but the ones that I really like. I feel more. I, th- I feel very, very. I think that a podcast is a very intimate experience. Yeah. I think people well, listening to yeah. a podcast, they really are part of it, and I think that you can have a real affinity with people on a podcast, perhaps deeper than any other media platform that I can think of. Yeah, well, they're on your commute to work, aren't they? They're with you in the gym. Yeah, and it's just it's just very intimate because I, I, yeah, it's just it's 
it's there, it's generally for 45 minutes, it's not as throwaway as a YouTube video. No. People have to kind of, they have to put the effort into kind of download and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this is something I'm really excited about. I really hope that it, uh, I really hope that it grows. But if it doesn't, Charlie, thank you for coming on, because this has been yeah. fun. It's been great. Even if, even if it, uh, even if this just kind of is, still... is us shouting in the dark, this is, yeah. this is good fun. We've winged it a little bit. It's been we've right, massive, yeah, we've massively winged it. But do you know what? Uh, but I think that's true of most things, isn't it? Yeah, of course, of course. In fact, something that I'm going to have to massively wing tomorrow is getting myself a ticket for the streets. Yeah. It's Friday they're going to sell, isn't it? Is it Friday? God, I've lost my bearings. Friday they're going to well, sell. So anybody who's listening to this, this won't be, yeah, this might be out. Today's your day. Yeah, <laughs> get, get some tickets for the streets. <laughs> get some tickets, yeah, get me some tickets for the streets. It's going to be very difficult. I, 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 it seems funny to say that, you know, talking about Chelsea and the, the clothes you wear and the music you listen to, in our WhatsApp group of, what, 15, 16 mates, it seems like every single person wants to go to the streets. And half my Twitter Chelsea timeline wants well, to go to the streets. But, mate, everybody I know is going. Everybody, everybody I work with is going. It's, it really I, has I caught the wait. imagination. I, I think it's going to be, be incredible. I will be so, so upset if I don't get tickets. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, but, yeah, I think the streets, like, if, if you're listening to this and you're not aware of who the streets, I imagine you probably are, but the yeah. streets are... the streets are. Don't mug yourself, go and listen to all of it. Yeah, it's, it's Mike Skinner who has done some wonderful things for music and, for mm. me, was the first person who really spoke to me that I, in, in a way that I understood. So when I was a kid and I used to kind of listen to, to different different artists, I used to, you know, there was a time when I really liked American rap music. And as much as I loved it mm. and knew every word and whatever, mm. it didn't really speak to Gangsters me. Gangsters and Hoes weren't a huge part I, of well, I had Well, no, I had no affinity with it because mm. it was people talking about doing, like, like loads of drinking, loads of champagne, meeting loads of gorgeous women, mm. uh, spending, making it rain, loads of money, mm. champagne. Ironically, cars. that's quite you now, isn't it? Oh, but. I wish. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, it was, it was all those things. Suddenly, this bloke came along who did a, the, the genre of music isn't isn't that similar, but in the Venn diagram, there is certainly a grey yeah. area. There's an overlap of what Mike Skinner yeah. does. Suddenly, though, this bloke, rather than talking about how rich he was or how many girls he'd had sex with or whatever mm. he was suddenly talking about being skint yeah being and, and skint to have sex with girls and having and no not. luck with birds <laughs> yeah. and yeah just just sort of living a life that i had far more empathy with i grew up in a i grew up in a you know central london in a council block living a mile up in the sky and i had absolutely no comprehension and that's on of, the front cover of the debut album that is on the front absolutely that that scene is on the front cover of mike skinner's debut album and but what was going on in America? So the music I was listening to, I had absolutely no concept of of a hundred dollar bill. I had no. so much concept of a bloke who was like asking his mate to share a cigarette. Yeah, do you want to go? Do you want to go twos on that, mate? Yeah. I completely understood it, and suddenly it opened up a world of music that was just not there previously. Well, look, that original pirate material, that debut album. I don't care if you like if you're if you like country and western music, or you like gangster rap, or you like anything. That is one of the best albums of all time. It's one of the best British debut albums of all time. Yeah. And it is a completely... Like you say, it's complete, it was completely groundbreaking at the time. And there's, there were so many people who tried to emulate what, what Mike Skinner did, which is... And, and do it without any of the wit or the, the basic genius, really, with the, with the music and, and also kind of the, the way he delivers such kind of poetic words. They think they can just sort of talk about kebab shops and condoms. Yeah, and, and and achieve the same effect, which which they really really can't. And I, I mean, look, I, I love the second album as well. Don't Grand Don't Come for Free, but the first album, I think, it completely it completely changed music in the UK. And 
We Become Heroes, my favourite song. I just, I just love we it. We Become Heroes is, is incredible. What do you know? I was just thinking, what's you know, you know where he goes through and, and describes being on a trip in a nightclub. That is lights of is it lights are blinding my eyes or something? Blinded from, by the light. Blinded by the light. What a tune that is! Like, that's like, amazing. The, the descriptive, the the. the the sort of nuanced, intelligent, yeah, he's lost descriptive. His, he's lost his mates in a club. He's lost his mates in a club. He's, he's got he's, he's got, got his drugs heads, on him. Yeah. He's taken too many, and it. I just think that it takes people who may have not even experienced that yeah. into a culture that is is just so interesting. Like whether it's whether it's something that you do, whether it's you know if you if, if you've never been to a rave. Mm. Raving culture is something that's quite interesting. Yeah. Equally, are. if you rave every week, raving culture is something that's quite interesting. And I think his emotional description of that is one of the best things I've probably ever heard. I think that song probably makes what certainly makes a top ten list for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean that album as well. That kind of the idea of a concept album. Obviously, loads of bands did it in the sixties and seventies, and it got really, really old hat. But he kind of brought that back. I mean, the whole the whole album's a story about how he loses this grand, and it's yeah, yeah, by yeah. the final song he finds it down the back of the telly. Yeah. But and and that's the that's the album that really made him become a megastar because it had like uh, "Fit That You Know It" and "Dry Your Eyes On It." Yeah. And and that's when he really acclaimed big fame in the UK. Yeah. And I and I think just just those two albums in particular, I just think it's like I said, it it it, it completely transcends genres and and whatever music that you consider your favourite music. I mean, I, I love guitar music and soul music, and I like bits of, sort of early hip-hop, but I, I, I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be... Like you said, I wouldn't be listening to loads of, like, American rap music or, yeah. or whatever, but I don't care what you like. You you know... You like that. You, you, yeah. you have to, basically. It's, yeah. it's, it's like it's like saying you don't... It's a bit like saying that you think the Beatles are shit, for mm. me. Mm. I mean, I think... Not, not quite to the same extent, because, obviously, they're so embedded in the culture and there's a lot more accessible music and, and there'll be older generations who don't get what the streets are about. But I think if you were of a certain age, then the streets were part of your life at that time. Yeah, yeah, and I completely I agree. can't wait to see them, so and please it, get me a ticket. Yeah, if you're listening to this, um, in fact, I wonder, do you know what I'm just thinking? Can we get this out a bit earlier? In which case, if you have O2... If you're on yeah, O2, yeah, yeah. the mobile phone provider, you get priority tickets. Yeah. Would you get me two, please? And I will certainly do a bank transfer into your account with a bonus ten pounds. Yeah. Thank you. If we can't and get this can... out, just in case I can get this out earlier, in yeah. which case somebody might have O2 because neither of us do. I'm, no. a, I'm a Vodafone loyal. I'm I'm EE's firm. Oh mate, you're a mug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they they are. And do you know what? Do you know what else he was in, he was responsible for? Mike Skinner. I think he took a genre of music. Or he was part of a wave that took a genre of music, garage, yeah, and put it into a more mainstream. Yeah, way. absolutely. Like garage, up until that point, was me listening to Ice FM eighty eight point four in my bedroom it's, it's, it's as a pirate radio station. Yeah, and then um, and Mike Skinner got don't mug yourself and fit where you know it on Radio One. Exactly. It's and do, do you know what? Without without him, do you know it wouldn't be on TV at the moment. There'd be no such thing. <laughs> there'd be no such thing as MC Grinder. <laughs> So we have so much to be thankful to Mike Skinner for. Um, I'm in love with Javadi. Yeah, he's he's an incredible uh, MC. There isn't a day that goes by where I don't sort of acknowledge the brilliance of (laughs) of, uh, Beats and Grinder. It's a truly, truly incredible show. We're now talking, sorry, if you have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about a TV show called People Just Do Nothing. It's a BBC show. Uh, And... 
prior to this show coming out, I was very much... A, I, I hadn't watched a BBC show aside from Match of the Day for about two decades. But this show... Apart was, from the Doctor Who that you were on. Apart from the episode of Doctor Who that I was on. Thank you, Charlie. Um, <laughs> do you know what? We'll, we'll definitely have to cover that yeah, in another yeah. episode. In, yeah. in another episode of this. We'll, yeah. Are you going to make a comeback on Doctor Who with the new female Doctor Who? Do you know, do you know what? My character saved the world. So there's no, there's no guarantee. There's no... And now that, look at him, he's doing a podcast. Mate, a guy who saved the world... <laughs> Saved the world at a terrible time as well. There was, like, aliens coming. Yeah. I properly went out and saved the world. The Queen's speech was on the telly. The whole country, the whole of Britain, had gathered <laughs> round the telly to watch the Queen's speech. Union Jacks were out. It was yeah. all pomp and circumstance. It was Britain. <laughs> this alien was going to take over the world in Doctor Who we're talking about. Yeah. There was one man in the whole planet that could stop that happening. Is that you? It was, Charlie. You're looking at a hero, right? This this very second, your eyes are fixed on a hero. So, so there is no, there is no guarantee that it doesn't come back. Buzzing. But equally, I imagine that the uh, scriptwriters at BBC don't really remember. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So um, I think that's probably the best place to finish this baby podcast. How do people? How do people wrap up podcasts? They have like slogans and stuff. Yeah. I haven't got a catchphrase yet. It's a bit early in the days for a catchphrase, isn't it? Um. Just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. If anyone has, um, I really hope you enjoyed it. If you have, like, tweet me or something, let me know. And if you've, if it gets any sort of response, we'll do another one this time next week and we're going to try and make a bit of a series out of it. Um, there could be a different guest on next week. There could be Charlie. <laughs> I'm going to keep you guessing. So, because, you know, if they hate you and I say it's you, they just won't listen. No. So, what I'm going to say is it might be Charlie, but equally it could be someone way better. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah tune yeah. in and find out. <laughs> Let us know who you want. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I say, if you listen to it and enjoyed it, tweet me. If you're at Crystal Palace on Saturday, I'll be down there. I think I'm row six or something like that. So come and say hello. And again, tell me that you've heard this. And you can give me my streets tickets that you're going to sort out. (laughs) Nice one. Cheers for listening. Cheers. Nice. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.